Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. I'm here with William, and he has kindly agreed to talk about uh, the Mandarin Blueprint Method course and why he's learned Chinese, do a little case study. So uh, welcome, William. Thanks very much, Phil. Very good to be here. Very happy to be part of uh, part of the, uh, the program. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself and um, you know what motivated you to start learning Mandarin. Yeah, sure. So why don't I give you a quick introduction um, and a quick overview of my background, CV, so to speak. So I'm an Australian born in, in Melbourne. Um, I've, I've done a, a number of things which have led me to this particular moment in time. So I'm, I'm an ex-Australian um, Army Special Forces. I was a, a commando in Afghanistan. Um, I've, had, I've been an entrepreneur. I had a data center business uh, for many years with which I sold. Um, I did some study in the UK. I did an MBA at Oxford. And then from there, I started a, a, a business which I'm running now, which is an investment business. So I take uh, investors' money and we I travel around to all sorts of different countries and look for the best businesses to buy, which we buy, um, we make better and, and we, we sell. So at this stage, I have companies that, that I own in all sorts of unusual places, Pakistan, the UAE, Morocco, Bangladesh, Iran, all the sort of um, places that are you know, atypical, I think, for uh, the general um, investment managers. But for me, you know, very interesting. Um, so that, that's, that's my past. That, that's my background, none of which explains Chinese, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll segue to that. So... Um, I think in the in the in the in the simplest terms, I'm learning Chinese. I'm, the principal reasons probably love. I think that's how you'd have to call it. But there's more to it than that. Uh, so I, my partner is Chinese. She's from Nanjing, uh, and she, I mean she's in a, she's she was born in China, but she's grown she's grown up in Australia. Mm. So she sounds very Australian. In fact, I often refer to her as the Princess Bogan because she has <laughs> she doesn't have a Chinese accent at all. Uh, but she does speak Mandarin very well, of course. And so I uh, foresee a time in the future where not speaking Mandarin will be very disadvantageous for me, especially if we have kids and they have a secret language with their mother or I can't communicate with my mother-in-law uh, in a way that that's that's meaningful. So right. I would say that's my that's that's been my catalyst. Um, if I had to add to that, I'd say that I I, I loathe being uh, monolingual, if that's the word. It's been a goal of mine for a long time. It's a very Australian affliction, I believe. We have an incredibly multicultural country, but most people who are uh, you know, uh, have who who are Caucasian in Australia only speak one language, mm-hmm. English, which is which I find an embarrassment. So I want to solve that, um, and then I think Mandarin will be incredibly useful commercially going forward. So mm. that's that's the basis upon which I'm I'm learning. Hopefully, uh, there's enough motivation there to to get it done. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like very similar to my story in the sense that I'm also, I mean, now I'm bilingual, but it's just English and Mandarin, which is kind of, yeah, I sort of, I jumped the uh, the supposedly easier languages like uh, Spanish or French. I just yes. went right for Mandarin, uh, you know, pretty practical for my life here in Chengdu. But uh, yeah, I can understand. Absolutely. I also had that feeling because a lot of Americans are the same way. Uh, you know, there's many Americans who are uh, monolingual 
Um, and mm. it's mostly because, you know, English is a lingua franca and there's, especially if you're from like the Northeast, it's like, well, there's not too much. If you're in from the South shore, there's plenty of reason to speak Spanish, mm. but um, well, I'm from the Northeast, so there's not too much call to speak other languages, but I was motivated by that. Um, and the best part about it, I think so far has been just the improvement in my ability to think about stuff. Cause I have another operating system to kind of run things through. Mm. So that's kind of it sort of wasn't even what I expected, but it's kind of been uh, a nice benefit there. So sounds like you got plenty of motivations. So um, have you done anything else apart from Mandarin blueprint to try to learn Mandarin or has it all been uh, Mandarin blueprint? Sure. It's a good question. And, and just on your former point, uh, I think that's an excellent point. I, I there's been a lot of research and, and I, I fully believe that learning another language changes how your mind, it, it makes changes the structure of your mind in, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a, apart from the, the very obvious practicality of speaking a language that is important in your life, I think there's a, there's a broader benefit that you get, which I think you could probably only understand once you do speak another language. You can no, no doubt understand that. I, I'm, I feel like I'm, Starting to understand that, although you know, given it's a, it's very early days for me, but it's a, it's a it's an added benefit. Um, so to answer your question, you know, why don't I tell you about how I found Mandarin Blueprint? I think that's probably um, relevant. So uh, I decided I wanted to learn Mandarin, and I took the the first step was uh, Duolingo. I hope you don't mind me mentioning uh, not at all pseudo. Have a lot of people channel. Do Duolingo first and then move to us. So that's that's mm. a story we're used to. No problem. Yeah. So I started with Duolingo and look, that was fun, and I think it has it's it's if people aren't familiar with Duolingo, it is set up in a way which taps into the. I think part of the brain that enjoys playing games, you know, the little dopamine hits that you get from sounds and making progress and scores and gamifying uh, any type of learning. And it does that really well. Uh, What I found though, over a fairly short period was even though I was enjoying that, it wasn't enough to, I wasn't learning. I don't don't think I wasn't remembering things. I didn't have, I didn't have context. And this isn't a criticism of Duolingo, but it it was I did did naturally get to a point where I felt as though if I was serious about this, I needed a more serious course. And from there, uh, I, two things happened. One, I applied to uh, I, I researched a in person Chinese class, you know, traditional one or two hours a week, eight ten weeks type of class for beginners. But the other thing I did, which was how I found Mandarin Blueprint, was I, I had had some interest in mnemonics and memory palaces and that type of stuff from one from the military to something that you know and is into into the military sphere in some ways and another from just it just been an interest of mine i've done some reading about it in the past and i had started to build my own uh memory palace to try and learn chinese so taking duolingo trying to do my own memory palace and it was in the Googling uh, and researching of better ways to do that that I found a Mandarin Blueprint article, mm. which was like, and it was like the, it was, it was like, um, how would you describe it? It was like discovering an oasis in the desert. So all of a sudden, uh, someone had exactly what I, what I perceived that I needed. So not only that, when I read your article, what I expected was, that you uh, you Mandarin Blueprint had 
had had started to you know conceive of this idea and maybe you'd set down some some frameworks for how one could learn Chinese. I, I had I had no expectation that the course would be fully developed, um, you know, it, it thoroughly thought through, and that people were using it and 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 using it successfully. So there was a was a pleasant surprise. I came along with what I think is a very opportune time, maybe twelve months, twenty four months prior. I could have struck upon that, and you guys would still in the, be in the creation phase. Thankfully, I struck upon it when you guys were in the in the fully developed phase. So that was that was very pleasant. So that's that's how I found Manner and Blueprint. Maybe to add to that, I still so Manner and Blueprint is very much my bread and butter. And, and to segue into what I expect will be your your next question, I I I start off with Anki, I'm, and I, I'm religious. Uh, on the Anki and I, I really find it enjoyable. In fact, a lot of your videos that come at the end of your um, levels and just for, for listeners that haven't, you know, probably have, might not have got to this stage, you know, the course is broken up into various levels and obviously that increases over time. And at the end of each level, you often give a just a motivational pep talk or a bit of a, a rehash uh, on some of the concepts or some insight into what's coming next. A lot of them do resonate with me, especially the ones around how uh, once you once you're doing it um, every day and you do that for maybe a week or two, then you really start to become enjoyable. In fact, I almost couldn't imagine not doing Anki in the day. It's like something's missing. It's like not brushing your teeth. Right. Uh, it's that sort of feeling, which is great. Uh, so Anki is my minimum standard. Then I like to do a couple of. I like to chip away at the course proper by doing a couple of videos. Sometimes it'll be four nights a week. Sometimes it's five, and sometimes it's a couple of videos, and sometimes it's it's many if I'm if I'm got time and I'm feeling inspired. And then I also use the other apps. So just to come back to what we were talking about, I still mm-hmm. use Duolingo, still use uh, Memorize, I use Super Memo. I love uh, the Chairman Bao. Um, I watch quite a lot of um, Chinese drama. All of the stuff I consider to be just immersion and just a little little bit of a break, a little bit of something different. But that's not. But the core is the Mandarin Blueprint, and the core core to me is is Anki. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that a lot of times when I consider what Mandarin Blueprint can do, it should be your kind of like like you said, your kind of core focus because you have to learn the characters. You have to; these are just basic requirements. And I can say this as a person who's on the top of the mountain. I'm like, if you don't know characters, you're going to struggle, mm-hmm. and it's going to be frustrating, and you're going to uh, constantly forget things. And it's just it, especially with all the homophones in the language. When you know, you know, the mm-hmm. if you don't know the characters, then the homophones get really confusing really quickly. If you do know the characters, they visually look nothing alike. So it's like if, if you have a, mm. two words that have the exact same um, uh, meaning and then, or sorry, the exact same pronunciation, but totally different meanings, the characters look different. You know, they don't look anything like each other. So if you know the characters, you have that point of distinction. And especially when you've had mm. the, uh, the different uh, mnemonic scenes. Like one of the things is the classic example, but the, the word zizho means both chicken, as in the chicken meat that you eat, and also mm-hmm. mussels. But the G, actually the Zhou is the same, but like the G is different and they're very different. So it's like, you can easily tell the difference, but they're literally the exact same tone and uh, pronunciation. Mm. So unless you could easily get confused and think somebody's talking about 
uh, chicken meat when they're actually talking about their muscles. And like, that's, you know, as an example there, but, uh, so mm. you have mandarin blueprint as your core, and then you have these different, um, immersion, uh, techniques or vocabulary building techniques or things like that. Mm. It, it's okay. If you just kind of explore them a bit, you can just say, okay, mm. I'm, uh, going to just see what memorize has to show me today. Learn, th- learn a few things top down that way. But as long as you have the the core of Anki and the Mandarin Blueprint method going, then it's no, you know, no big deal, no problem. So uh, that's, uh, I'm glad to hear that you're doing that because I certainly would never, and I know Luke would never say that, you know, Mandarin Blueprint should be the absolute only thing you use. It shouldn't be. It should be using as much as you can. And then Mandarin Blueprint makes it so it's easier for you to recognize things. So if you have uh, Chinese playing all the time, Chinese drama playing, and because you've been working on your characters, you have the opportunity to notice something in the Chinese drama or the podcast you're listening to, which you wouldn't have if you didn't have Mandarin Blueprint. So certainly our eventual goal is that you don't need us at all. You can just uh, watch any Chinese media and and get your comprehensible input that way. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Um, as you've been going through the course, um, you know, I I guess, well, continue, you know, before I get too much into the course, like you've talked a lot about what you might be able to, to do if you're, successful with mandarin but like you know because i you have your partner you have um you're mm. obviously in into international uh business in many different types of ways so suppose you're successful you're speaking mandarin fluently what do you think you're going to do with it well good question so i mean almost certainly um i, mean, I think it, it ties into what what i mentioned previously i mean i will i will I'll almost certainly use it in my my day to day life because my partner. Um, I'm, I'm a um, I'm a mentor at the University of Melbourne for for two students. One of which is a Chinese student. I mean, that's just an example of I think in this particular country, uh, it's increasingly relevant to be able to speak uh, Mandarin. So. I think I could name half a dozen times in my in in a given month where it would be beneficial for me to to speak Mandarin. So I think there will be uh, the natural you know those types of elements, and then of course, you know, I'm, I'm interested culturally in in the country. I've, I've developed an interest. It's been the the kernel of which is the fact that I, my partner is has Chinese heritage, and she's very interested in her heritage, and so. I, with that comes a natural interest. You know, I've got a couple of books I'm reading at the moment. They're written by Westerners who have travelled in China, and you know, it's a certain point of view. But it's a it's a start to to understanding a culture. And then, if it wasn't for COVID, I uh, I had I already had tickets booked to come in September of this. Not booked is the wrong word. I had tickets. Uh, I was right on the cusp of of, of booking tickets for September uh, when COVID struck. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I would certainly travel a- and use it uh, as part of that. I think they're probably the main ways that I-, I would make use of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, mm. you know, certainly those motivations are strong enough in, of their, in and of themselves to, mm. to keep, you know, because it's like what keeps you showing up every day. You know, sometimes yeah. it's just momentum, which is great. Uh, and mm. then, but sometimes you need that reminder of like what it is. And so it sounds like you're not going to have a problem there. Uh, sometimes we, we meet people I've who are not. Yeah, you know, they're like one of my favorites that doesn't tend to work for people is if they've been in China for a, li- a little bit, they're like, oh, I keep going home and people are saying, do you speak Chinese? And I still don't. And I feel embarrassed about it. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good enough motivation, you know, because that's just sort of like 
fear of embarrassment, I guess, which is, you know, not nothing, but it's, uh, it's sort of a only negative motivation. You want to think about what you're going to do with it. So that's, uh, you think you'll be fine in that, in that sense. So that's good to hear. You are, you are right. And there's no question. It's, it's, it's a challenge, uh, to learn. And there's, I mean, you only have to do a little bit of a course to realize that there is, there is a lot to understand and how different it is to, to English and having not learned any other languages, I don't have a barometer to say that it's harder to learn or easier to learn than others. Although I can certainly feel as though when I speak a little bit of French or a little bit of Spanish, that that just rolls off the tongue with, you know, with a terrible Australian accent, but more easy, more easily to, to, to form the, the sounds. Whereas Chinese, you have to overcome a number of challenges, but, I would add to that to say, on your point, that if you, like a lot of things in life, if you just commit to uh, that little bit each day, that compounding effect, then in a lot of ways you don't have to worry about uh, you don't have to worry about whether you'll be successful or not. You, you by by definition you will be. It'll just be a question of how long it takes, and mm-hmm. that that also won't really be noticeable over the medium to long term either. Once you, even if it takes you, if it takes you one month or six months or twelve months to get some traction, if you're doing it every day and you're compounding, then success is inevitable, uh, depending on how you define success. But I believe it's inevitable. And so, just to give you some feedback on where I'm at, I'm very early days. I've only just mm-hmm. got north of 106 characters. I'm onto my, um, uh, onto the, the the grammar or the, the the sentences, I should say. But what I'm noticing is that. Um, I didn't. I didn't come in with skepticism, but I came in with that natural sense that, okay, with each character, there's quite a lot to learn. There's what does it mean? What does it look like? What's the stroke order? What does it sound like? You know, what's what's the tone? There's a, there's each one embodies um, such dense amount to learn, and when you do your first few movie scenes, you can't help but be overwhelmed a little bit to think, oh, how am I going to do this for every single one? But it's amazing that once you just let go of that. Once you stop thinking about it in those terms and you just go through the process that the manner in blueprint, I'm going to sound like I'm really trying to sell the course here, but once you just go through the process that you guys have created, you don't, you just don't need to worry about any of that stuff. You just need to follow what the instructions and your mind will do the rest. And I am just, I am staggered how well I can, I can just rattle off those hundred characters. No problem. I almost never have an issue where I'm at a blank. The only thing I find is that if I don't know what it is straight away, sometimes I have to use one or two different angles. Like I might have to look at the character and see what it's made up of and bang, then I'll get it. Or I might have to look at the pinion and then I might think of the first, uh, yeah, the initial, and then I'm like, okay, bang, I've got, I've got the rest. Now, just a little hook into that memory palace and then I can pull out what it is. So it, it's amazing how effective it is. Which gives you the confidence then to say, okay, I don't, need, I don't need to. All the hard work has been done by the Mandarin Blueprint guys, you guys. The only thing left is just to follow the process, let it compound each day. And frankly, I, first of all, I can't imagine trying to learn it without Mandarin Blueprint. That sounds like a real plug, but it's true. And secondly, I can't imagine trying to learn a different language now without this type of process. So I feel as though it's. There, there, should, there really isn't, an, I cannot think of a better way to do it. But a lot of the credit goes to you guys. I mean, the course itself is incredibly well put together. We might be jumping ahead now in terms of your, your okay. questions, but um, 
the it's it's clearly been built with passion um and you know just looking at it at every single step there's a there's a depth of effort that's gone into it um there is you know there is every type of you know different medium to look at things you know there's written there's the videos there you know it's well constructed and and it uh, what i really like is it gives you these little you know it pushes you um, and just when you're sort of starting to think, okay, you know, can I do this, can I do this? And then you get to one little stage and then you, it just nudges you, keeps nudging you forward, keeps giving you that sense that you're making progress. So it's, it's, it's extremely well designed and I hope uh, you guys are very successful and I hope that you, uh, I noticed that a lot of, I noticed there's a patent pending um, bit of literature on things here and there and I hope that you, you, you can protect your IP because I do think you've created something unique and valuable uh here that goes beyond just china just goes beyond just mandarin yeah i think that um the thing that sort of taught me that lesson early in life about um i guess uh persistence paying off and sort of how if you mm. if you just keep going and keep hammering every day a little bit that you um will get these compounding effects was probably when i was pl- learning drums as a kid and i remember uh mm. drum set is particularly tricky uh on certain doing certain things because you have to have your different limbs acting somewhat independently of each other and that takes a lot of like those there's these times where you're sitting at the drums and you're just like oh i cannot get this to work i keep trying to get the my right foot to do something different than my left hand and it's just not quite working properly and i recall you know i had sort of begged my parents for like over a year to let me play drums and then they finally like were like okay i think you'll actually do it and uh, so they got me a drum set. And, and I remember I wanted to quit when I tried to do these um, certain rock beats that I just couldn't get going. And I, my parents, I can understand, they were like, you're not quitting. You took, you spent, we spent all this money on a drum set. And like, you know, we, uh, it, it took, you were begging for a year, where that, where that go, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'll stick with it. And I remember finally, boom, breakthrough. I got through and I figured out how to do the, the beat. And I never looked back after that. I remember going, oh, it worked. And uh, there's so many moments with the Chinese learning process, especially the beginning where you're going to feel that like uh, frustration. You're going to go, Oh, I don't know if I can, uh, I don't know if I can get past this point. And then we, I know, and Luke knows, and we, anybody who's done it knows that if you just push through this initial feeling, you'll get past that, um, you know, barrier and get to the point where you, you, are, it's not so hard to continue and it's always the hardest at the beginning. And then once you get past those initial barriers, then sure you'll hit other barriers, but you'll know what's coming. So yeah, it's a, that's cool to hear that you can sort of see that particular uh, background part of it, you know? Yeah. It's an excellent analogy. Uh, For those people that play, have played and learned instruments, it's absolutely perfect because you spend uh, a portion of your time at the very early days First of all, you don't like the sound of your own uh, music quite often. Well, that's I play guitar, and that was how I found. Second of all, you 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 almost can't. You, people tell you do these drills or follow this process or do these things, and sometimes you you sort of doubt. In in the case of guitar, you can't imagine your fingers being able to move fast enough to play the chords that you're hearing that people are playing on the songs. You, you almost can't draw that line. Like, I, I, I don't know how my body is ever going to be able to do this. But after practicing and each day, you know, you do a little bit and you come back and it's amazing how eventually it's become second nature and then you can't imagine not being able to do it. And I feel like that's what it's like for, you know, following your process. You, you sort of, 
you, you, you don't know if it's going to work and you do it. And then it's at, at first you sort of, you can't believe uh, how it's all going to fit together. But not when it, when it starts to click and it's, and you start to get that progress, then you sort of, you, you can fully see how it's going to work and, and, and it becomes motivational. You like the fact that you're making progress, a bit like an instrument. Once you like the, the sound of what you're producing, you see that progress and it becomes, uh, I, I think, to some extent, a foregone conclusion that you're going to be successful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. So once you, and you know that's the thing. I think I might say in something like the level nine or, or maybe the level uh, eleven review or something like that. Just sort of once you reach a certain point, it's like, oh, well, now I know that if I just keep going, the success is definitely going to be a part of it. Like yeah. I remember I had that with uh, with Chinese, uh, and it was because I took the character by character learning route as opposed to the word by word learning route, which most traditional methods use, and. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember thinking, as I, especially as I was in Sichuan University, uh, you know, sort of slogging through their material, I went like, you know, oh, the fact that I'm taking this character by character is making this so much easier to learn uh, than it is for my classmates when they're looking at these textbooks and they don't know the characters first and they have to kind of backtrack and try to figure out what the characters are that way. And it's, it was such yes. a pain for them, but I realized, oh, this is working. This is really easy for me because I'm learning the characters. And I just, I just knew I went, oh. I've got the secret sauce here that they don't have. I mean, not, it wasn't like I was happy that they weren't succeeding. That's what actually the fact that I was, I was so unhappy that they weren't succeeding is what motivated me to make Mandarin blueprint. But I did sort of realize, Oh, sure. I've got the, this is working. I, I, it's going to work. And once you have that, then it's like, of course, I'm going to wake up every day and do this. I'm not going to be kidding. Why would I give this up? It's obviously great yeah. to have Mandarin on your resume as the thing you can do. So, um, you know, so that's when you get to that point, that's really great. So let's talk a little bit more about some specifics of the course. Um, sure. As you're learning characters, uh, obviously you weren't too skeptical, skeptical about mnemonics. I actually just got off another case study call with the guy, Chris, who had never heard of using mnemonics to learn anything. And of course he was skeptical at the beginning. He was like, I thought it was kind of childish, you know, what we were doing, making movies. What is this? And I was like, good, it should be childish, I think. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so you weren't skeptical of mnemonics, but, how long did it take? So how long did it take you to kind of get your head around the um, the method and like you know in terms of characters? Did it take you you know thirty characters, fifty characters, hundred characters before you felt like I really get this method now? Yeah, sure. So I wasn't um, I wasn't you're correct. I wasn't skeptical about mnemonics, and I had learned had learned about memory palaces, and you know it's, it's tried and, and tested. And even uh, even people who you know sort of you know, don't have an, an affinity with memory can do it. Of course, I think my skepticism not quite quite the right word, but I think my first daunting moments were early on when I realised that I had to I, ha I had to remember you know these characters and then particular characters, whether they're male, female, whether they're um, real or whether they're fictional. Those types of things had had another layer of meaning. I was, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to keep up with all the layers of meaning. But then I remember just within the first few characters, I think there's um, you learn the, you learn you learn dry and you learn half, you know, you and I remember the characters that I picked. Um, one was a mate of mine from the military uh, who appears frequently now in, in all of my um, you know, it reoccurs frequently just because of the initial that I used. And then one of the places was actually Afghanistan. I remember there was, they were so strong in terms of their ability to be able to recall with those things that I was completely confident within five or 10 characters that I could just very quickly commit things to memory. In fact, I, I feel like I moved very 
very fast. The only thing that's slowing me down is a very busy life outside of mm. being able to learn. But I, if I, I think if I took a month or two off and just dedicated myself to this, I would, I could, I, I think I could do thousands of characters. That's how I feel about this, this process. It's, it's amazing how quickly you can get it into your mind, uh, especially with Anki, um, especially when you just. I mean, this is going to sound a, this is going to sound a bit esoteric, but when you you, you just relax your concentration a little bit and you get into a flow. It's amazing how that will come back to you very rapidly. I, I find it's interesting. I've been aware of what it's like. Some days my Anki is not as good as other days and it's got a lot to do with how I'm feeling, you know, my levels of stress from other things, you know, my tiredness. But every now and then I'll be just right in the sweet spot and it's all just there you know, imprinted on your mind. So to answer your question, very quickly, came up the I, I believed in it from from the get-go very quickly came up the curve and i feel as though it's not perfected there are some things that i'd like to add and you guys talk about special effects you got you, you, sometimes you talk about the way you have the props in the scene that that can then give you a hint about how the character should be represented i've mm-hmm. i've skipped a couple of little bits and pieces like that just in an effort to you know not overwhelm myself i have to go back a little bit i think and probably you know just tighten up some of those scenes but um i'm sort of fully prepared to do that over time um i think you said in one of your earlier uh videos one of the early videos you know there's one particular character you or you couldn't quite remember whether it was second sound or third sound and you know you often had to just put yourself back into the scene just to just to recall that knowledge that's kind of what it's like for me you know some things are tougher than others and so you work on them a little bit and you know, before you know it, you've, um, yeah, you, 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 it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. And of course we can't harp on the point enough that, uh, if you use memory palace to remember something, then, uh, forgetting a detail is not the same thing as forgetting the entire character. So if you forget mm-hmm. an individual character component or you forget the pronunciation or a part of the pronunciation or what tone was this, as was the indication I gave in that example, uh, yeah. when you, go to fix it it's not changing the entire thing you're changing just the part of it that was the bit that you weren't quite clear enough on and then that's when you utilize things like the special effects which are essentially just a it's it's our movie terminology for using the memorable uh, techniques that the memory athletes use where you make something bright and shiny or you make it uh, have a temperature to it or if you do use a camera angle where you you know zoom in on something so you know it's all basically um that's all when you learn that then it gives you this confidence because you go well whatever if my scene's not perfect it doesn't have to be it doesn't doesn't matter like i can i'll find out later by using anki whether or not it was strong enough and it'll surprise you there's loads of times where you think it only took me 10 to 15 seconds to make that scene how could it possibly be good enough and then you remember remember it forever and then another one that you took like two minutes to try to figure out uh you know you you then forget Mm -hmm. later uh, so it's it's kind of funny. You can't. You just have to recognize that, like, you're not a me- you're not a perfect. Uh, un- you don't have a perfect understanding of how your own memory works. So, like, mm. to some degree, just relax. Just try. Just see what comes to mind, and uh, usually mm. that works just fine. So I guess I mean, and maybe if I might just ask you a question. Um, the movie scene works beautifully because it's so it's so extensible in the sense that you you know the it's so flexible and it basically fits with everyone's experience in mind. Uh, did it take and did it take you guys 
a little bit of time to work out, okay, you know, the, the, the set should be the sound uh, or, you know, or sorry, the room should be the sound and the location that should be the, you know, um, the final, that type of stuff. I mean, was there a bit of, was it a process to, to land on how it should come together or did it just come intuitively uh, when you when you're sort of coming up with it? Well, uh, we gleaned from a couple of methods that we had seen online and in a book. There was a book called Remembering the Simplified Hands that we used to remember to learn characters. But uh, the book has uh, a few kind of glaring problems. The one is that it doesn't okay. include a pronunciation mnemonic. So it's sort of mm. and also the um, sort of examples given in the book are a little bit outdated because the author, James Heisig, he's um I think he's in his late seventies now. Uh, so there's just a couple of examples he would give that just didn't resonate with my generation. Uh, and so there was a little bit of that, but then there was also, uh, I didn't think there was also not enough sort of mnemonic training. Like it was, he kind of did some pretty basic mnemonics for the whole thing. And it was mnemonics to learn characters. So from a foundational level, if it wasn't for remembering the simplified Hansa by uh, James Heisig, we would not have been able to make Mandarin blueprint, but um, there were some issues with that. And then there was a blog post that we read by a guy named Sergey Gorodish called uh, the Maryland method. And that was, that was taking the Heisig book and applying a pronunciation mnemonic to it, which is, kind of the original inspiration for how we could put the Mandarin Blueprint method together and make, because once you can add a pronunciation mnemonic, then the order that Heisig introduced the character needed to change because he based the order only on kind of character components and uh, not as much on frequency because in his mind, he said, well, you can't learn the pronunciation at the same time. So he thought, and so mm. uh, since you can't, don't even worry about it yet. Just just worry about how complicated the character components are. So it created this phenomenon of certain really high frequency characters not being introduced until much later in the process because the components happen to be complicated. Like even just the character yeah, right. is significantly yep. more complicated than a lot of other characters, but it's obviously a mm. hugely important character since it's the pronoun for I. Uh, the The character... Nah, which you haven't gotten to yet in the Mandarin Blueprint method, but it it means that. And for him, it was the one thousand four hundred and thirty second character to be introduced. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, we were like, this is not right. So we that's when we remade the order. And then, of course, the other thing, if you know the pronunciation of the character, that implies that you could then immediately start to use the character in the context of words and sentences. You know, once you've built up enough to make words and sentences so and then that that's kind of where the patent pending part of mandarin blueprint comes in because nobody else had done that before nobody had said okay we're going to learn characters individually through a fully integrated mnemonic system and then immediately utilize them in comprehensible input so that's kind of that took ages you know to put together but it wasn't like we didn't get how it would be um applied it's like sort sure it's like you just learn this character and now what take this character and cross-reference it with all the characters you previously learned are any of these characters can they create a word that's in the top thousand most frequent words in chinese and if so then it unlocks a word and then once you have enough words that you can create simple sentences that are grammatically correct then start doing that because that's that's actual language acquisition comprehensible input mm -hmm. so you read a sentence and you go i understand what that means you're starting to build your gra grammar modules and starting to you know get to the point yeah. where you'll be able to you know, articulate the language eventually. I mean, still, you have to do a lot of input, but you, we, we want to get people on that earlier because 
uh, if you don't have that, then you just have to kind of wait until you learn loads and loads of characters and then learn their pronunciation somehow, which Isaac didn't give a method for doing so. And then, you know, it, it's sort of, he kind of just left you on your own to try to figure that out, which, you know, is, that's a lot to ask of somebody. So It is. It's a little bit impractical not having that part of it in a language like, like, like Mandarin. Um, so, I mean, if I would, so I mean, maybe good to reflect on, on the course, if you're interested in my, in yeah. my, uh, I, mean, I think things that I have thought about. Uh, first of all, I think it's 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 well it's very well priced. I mean, in a lot of ways, you probably I, I don't know what to compare it to because if you compare it to classes, um, you know, just on a on a cost basis, let's say you did two years of Mandarin Blueprint, I mean, it's going to be a couple of thousand dollars, probably something in that order. I mean, I don't think you're getting anywhere near the level of tuition and and content and and uh, mm -hmm. success if you'd spent that money on say a one-to-one -one class which would probably be comparable so mm -hmm. it's very good value in my view um, and flexible like you know all good things you know flexible in that sense I guess if you had to stop you could you could come back wouldn't recommend it because it is about momentum this stuff and I think you're going to get the best value if you just immerse yourself in it yep. um, but well, well, well excellent well priced and then I think um, as I mentioned, you know, it's obviously been built lovingly um, by you guys. There's been no attempt to sort of rush things. It's, you know, it's, it's rich in its content in every way, which is excellent. Um, another thing, I mean, I think I, I don't have any advice how to make things better. There's one or two things that I um, struggle with that I subsequently resolved, but I, I don't, you know, it's only anecdotal. I mean, it's just, it's just small data points. Like it took me a little while. It took me a little while to understand the significance of Anki. Um, it's interesting now that I reflect, you know, obviously you were hammering it the whole time saying this is very important, do this. But just at the time, I, I don't know, I just, it, it just took that took me longer than, than I thought. Um, and then there are, um, yeah, occasionally I, 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 you know, I'm sort of trundling along and I, I don't know what's going to be coming up next. But it, it's one of those things, like if you, want, if you Maybe it's probably more me. It's probably more me being distracted by other things in my life and just moving through the course rather than sitting down objectively saying, okay, is this intuitive? But I think it is very well um, constructed from that point of view. And there's, I guess, in the modern age, you get you become lazy. You expect an app to do everything for you, mm -hmm. um, if, if you know what I mean. And I think, and I, I'm certainly not critical of the fact that um, you know, Man and Blueprint uses a few platforms, i.e., you know, the website plus um, Anki plus, um, you know, occasionally there's some stuff to read and that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, I think you, I think people have become a little bit sort of accustomed to everything being there, being perfect, etc. Whereas, you know, I think you have to put in a little bit more effort with Man and Blueprint, but the payoff is there. I mean, I, I have a very good setup now. Um, where I have it just beautifully synced across all my devices, my iPad, my phone, my laptop. I tend to do uh, the lessons on my um, laptop because it's quite it's a bit easier to write. I like to add notes to every one of the cards. But I'll quite often be doing my pronunciation course as I'm walking to work. You know, I like to just I like to just put some of my Chinese pronunciation out into the street. Um, you know, probably much to the uh, you know cringeworthiness of, of of the general public, but you know that's <laughs> that's too bad for them. Um, 
and I like to you know just find little bits of time here and there to do uh, the other parts of of Anki, and it's it's great how it all syncs. Um, so that's yeah, that's working. That's working nicely. I don't think I have any real um, ways that I think it could be made better at this stage. I think it's right on point. Well, we definitely we have the wireframes built out for an app, and it's such a it's so beautiful how it all will work. But it's uh, it's just mm. cost prohibitively expensive to make for where we're sure. at as a as a company right now. But you know, hey, if any investors yeah. are listening to this out there, you know, uh, give us a give us a shout or contact amandablooper.com. But um, we uh, we we know we gosh, it's like we want everything to be all integrated into one thing. Uh, but it's just at the moment, you know, Anki, Anki's amazing. It's just a bit of a learning curve and. You know, it's it's if you're not particularly tech savvy, you might run into some problems. So that it's obviously yeah. something we want to fix. But it does if you get it set up and, and it works uh, beautifully, like you said. So um, mm. I did want to ask you about something that we don't normally. Uh, well, it's kind of a newer question for our case studies because when we started the course in January of 2019, we obviously didn't have any uh, comments in the videos. We didn't have any uh, community forum yet. And so I'm curious what your experience is of having those resources available to you, which is to say that the different comments that other users have left below the videos and, of course, the community forum. How has that been in helping you uh, go through the course? It's good. <clears throat> I think it does two things. One, it's it's nice to see that there's a community building. There's people who are enthusiastic about it as well. I like I like that. It makes it feel, you know, it, it, the fact that there's a community, I think, is, is um, a good um, you know, litmus test to the actual product itself, and you know, everyone says positive things on on Facebook and on the uh, you know the kind of little little notes that they leave behind after the mm -hmm. videos. I think that's all excellent. From a practical standpoint, I'm I'm a little bit I'm a bit in between. I I, I tend not to have the patience to um, want to scroll through previous threads i tend to want to just put my question out there even if it's been asked and answered 20 times you know it's just i guess i guess that's natural having said that though someone did ask a question the other day which was just right on point of what i wanted to ask or it was very close and in fact i, I actually even added to it saying mm -hmm. i have the same problem just sort of from a different perspective and then you very kindly wrote or uh, produced like an eight minute video answering both of our Questions, which you know, is excellent. I mean, that level of customer service, I think, for a you know, for a subscription um, that's comparable to all sorts of other subscriptions that I have in terms of price, you know, that level of customer service is excellent. Hopefully, um, you know, I hope you guys can can maintain that. Uh, but I know also it will. Hopefully, it'll also pay dividends because you'll you'll do that video. It'll get watched by a number of people, and you know, over time. There'll, there'll be a library there and, 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 a, and a body of content and probably even some people I like to think who, you know, they're such advocates of, of the process and of the website that they, they like to spend some of their free time to, to help other people learn. I think it, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've had on, I've had a couple of people from Mandarin Blueprint who've reached out to me on LinkedIn saying, you know, they're in, they're in, they're in Australia and they want to get together or they're in Melbourne. Um, oh, cool. We haven't done that yet but yeah you know, it's lovely it's very very community sort of focused yeah yeah it's, it's been uh it's been the coolest thing from our perspective because you know that wasn't something we even anticipated but it was something that we realized mm -hmm. okay well you know uh certainly we have to consider the best ways to communicate with people when 
uh, it's really only two of us who are kind of answering the questions. And so uh, yeah. we, you know, we have certain areas where we try to make it more efficient, but the whole podcast is built around answering people's questions and all that. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it's glad to hear that you're, you're enjoying that. So um, uh, uh, do you have any suggestions for how we can uh, improve the course, make it a little bit of better uh, user experience? No, not. I, I, it's very good, and like you said, I think you'll you'll evolve over time. You probably know where the weaknesses are, and and they're, they're a function of return on effort for a small team, return on investment for an early stage business, and you know you got to pick your battles. And no doubt, full confidence over time, you guys will get it to the point where it's polished to the, to the level of satisfaction for you guys. I'd say at the moment, it's it's outstanding, um, and the, the, there's no holes or there are no gaps as far as I can see. Um, one thing I was going to mention, which is a slight digression, but I guess it's motivation. I've had a couple of conversations with people. Yeah, you know, I tend not to go into depth. But I, like, I like to I like to tell people I'm learning Mandarin, and 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 my partner she broadcasts that widely, especially with <laughs> a lot of her Chinese friends. And I often get put on the spot. And it's at this stage, yeah, it's confronting. I don't I don't have a level of uh, uh, I'm not far enough progressed that I can impress anyone really, but. I am what I am uh, excited about is, or what I'm looking forward to being vindicated on is uh, a couple of arguments I've had. No arguments is too strong. A couple of discussions I've had with people who are still of the rote learning, um, you know, school of thought. Still believe that saying things ten times in a row, running that ten times in a row, is the way to learn. Mm -hmm. Saying that you can't learn a language, um, you know, later in life. Whereas, and I tend to respond to this arrogantly I guess because I haven't you know, the proof is in the pudding but mm -hmm. I actually think in some ways it should be easier to learn a language later in life because you can control your motivation and you can be intelligent about how you go about something mm -hmm. uh, number one number two I'm completely confident that this is you know a superior way of learning compared to rote learning I would just say that it's probably not practical on a mass scale so you know sure well, I don't think we're going to have Mandarin blueprint yet um for every single uh, student who's quite young, it's probably not practical. But once you're at a later stage in life and you're intelligent, there's just no question that this is the way to to learn um, something. And I'm looking forward to you know, uh, blowing the blowing the hair up on a few people who have known I'm learning, and I, maybe I've circled back sort of six, twelve months later, and I can uh, have a little bit of a dialogue with them. So that's what I'm looking forward to, among other things. Totally, totally. Okay, cool. Well, then, um, I guess my final question for you then is: uh, suppose that I'm, you know, interested in learning Mandarin, and I come to you, William. I'm saying, "Hey, William, should I use Mandarin Blueprints?" Uh, how would you respond? Yeah, I would say certainly. I would say you really, uh, there really is no other choice, and you should be grateful that such a good resource that you can uh, add such, an, you know, that's, that's affordable, it's accessible. I, I couldn't give it more of a, of a plug in that sense. And that's coming from someone who at this stage has probably tried six or seven platforms, not, not you know, tried and failed, but you know, I'm running them all contemporaneously and Mandarin Blueprint is, is by far and away the way to do it. There's just no question. Well, thank you very much for that feedback and thanks for taking the time to uh, speak, speak to me today. And uh, we'll check in with you again when you finish the foundation course. We'll send you a, an email when you're through level 36, and then we'll see how you're doing because that'll be, you'll have gone through quite a lot more content. So uh, at that point, you should already be able to do some, you know, some basic conversations. So we'll check in with you then. Yeah, good. Very good. Great to talk, Phil.
cool. Awesome.